The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. On the upcoming Rotowire Fantasy Baseball podcast, we'll talk about frustration with injuries, frustration about making pickups based on injuries, and also promotions, too. It is Vinny Pesquitino time. It's his debut tonight. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Jeff Erickson here with Fred Zinke. Uh Fred, how are you? How is your, how's how's everything going for you on this fine day? Good. I uh, I did want to let people know who comment on the the doorknob behind me in my giant house that in the last month a desk has been added to this room. I have been reluctant to use it. I feel like the doorknob in the background is kind of my thing now. Yes. Um, so I've been sticking with it, but just so no one feels any pity for me poor fred having to sit on the floor there is a desk three feet away from me right now i am choosing not to sit at it you got to keep your stick once you have it i just thought you had giant doors that's all <laughs> no no giant doors in this house and and no small people either actually just just the perspective see these are the tricks we can play now with photography and video yeah very good yeah. um excellent there uh, and it, it eases the sting when we talk about uh, not getting Vinny, Vinny Pasquitino off of waiver wires. DJ Short from uh, NB Sport, NBC Sports Edge beat both of us by a mere minutes. Yesterday, he, the Royals announced the call-up right as my uh, show on Sirius XM Fantasy was ending, uh, right at 11 o'clock Pacific time. Uh, Todd Zoll and I uh, didn't get a chance to comment. Now, I made a, a fatal mistake, Fred. Instead of rushing to the waiver wire, I rushed to Twitter first and made some sort of cryptic comment about how I didn't get to talk about it on the show. My bad, because I missed out on Pasquatino by like a minute or two tops. I wasn't as close as you on that one. I was I was busy working and I was like was far far away. But yes, this is what you did is what I always do. You you go and do something different. You went to Twitter. I sometimes write something about one of these players and then I try to circle back to pick them up in those in that those types of leagues and i never ever get them including another player we're going to talk about soon but pasquantino how excited would you have been to get him like where are you valuing him in comparison say to other rookies who have come up this year like 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 what what are you expecting here <coughs> slightly behind riley green because riley okay. green can run yeah um but pasquantino might be a better hitter right now uh, although I, I i think green's pretty good but uh, honestly, because I missed out on green everywhere, I really haven't tracked 
what he did after that opening day, opening weekend. Uh, I should probably actually weigh in on that a little bit more, uh, see what he's actually doing. But, uh, you know, Riley Green uh, right now is hitting 250 with a 400 on base. That's pretty good, but he doesn't have any extra base hits yet. So, uh, you know, we're still wanting a little bit more in him. I have him in labor. I should be a little bit more aware of what he's doing so far, but I'm just happy he's healthy in that league. That, that's that's where I'm at in that league. But uh, my one hitter on my bench that's not on the IL is uh, is a guy that's been designated for assignment. I mean, I just haven't. And that's, uh, <laughs> that, that's how bad my uh, – woes are but uh jonathan vr um but uh i'm just hoping he lands somewhere where they allow him to run but we're running out of bad franchises for jonathan vr to play for now there's a lot of bad franchises so don't maybe don't give up yeah come on oakland oakland you need you know you want them let's go let's go oakland yeah i think the idea of getting vr and flipping them at the deadline is probably already passed so this this may not happen um, with Pasquantino, a couple of comparisons I thought that I was going to ask you about. Um, how would you value him right now in comparison to the two Cardinals rookies, Gorman and Yepes? Like, would you rather have Pasquantino? It seems like they're all three of those guys are going to play a fair amount the rest of the season. Like, they're all probably up to stay. You know, I don't know if Gorman will totally play like against all lefties, but um, you know, what 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 would where how would you rank those guys right now? I think I'd go Gorman, Pasquatino, Yepes. Okay. Although Yepes put a pretty good rejoinder to me yesterday yeah. with his two homers. Now, a week and a half ago, Yepes was close to being a drop because he was going to be sent. There was a possibility he was going to be sent down to the minors. Uh, but then Tyler O'Neill got hurt. Now Harrison Bader got hurt. Um, so playing time is no longer an issue for him. Because uh, he, he went four days in a row without starting a week and a half ago. That's, that's dropsville. You know, you can't you can't carry a guy like that. And then the injuries happen. And now I, I feel like he's kind of carved out a way to stay in that lineup. Uh, but I actually chose Ty- uh, Tyrone Taylor over Yepes in fab bidding this past weekend when we we're trying to replace Bryce Harper. We'll get to that in a moment. But um, yeah, you know, it, it, and for one day, uh, that that decision looks pretty dumb. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it all plays out. Yepes now has better numbers than Gorman, a higher OPS, and right. but it all, but like with those sample sizes, <laughs> a two homer game last night, you know, really changes things. Um, I think Pasquantino has the uh, the possibility to be uh, better than those guys. He is in a worse lineup. He's not in an awesome park to hit in, um, but I, he could still be better. Like there's mm-hmm. like Gorman isn't playing against lefties, so I'll take Pasquantino. I'm gonna put Gorman last in the group because he's not playing against lefties. Um, Yepes, you're right, could end up at some point, could have or could still end up being sent down. Um, but he's a right-handed bat who's done his best work against righties, so he, I feel like they should want him in the lineup. If he's on the team, he could be in the lineup every day. That's a tough one. I I don't want to get carried away with Pasquantino, but I might like him the best. The strikeout rates for him in the minors are quite good, and the walk rates are quite good. So yeah, I, I'm not going to count on him for any steals. He does steal the odd base. Like he already has three this year. If he could steal four or five bases the rest of the way, that would help. Um, but I'm not going to count on that. So I think I might put Pasquantino first, which means that in Fab, in Fab leagues on Sunday, if anyone's thinking along the same lines I am, some of it will depend on how he plays. Obviously, from now till Sunday, but he could go for a fair amount. I'm going to say yeah. triple digits in a lot of leagues. I think so too. Um, I, I think. I think, you know, and that's why I made the Riley Green comparison because his low bidding price was 147. Yeah. Now, that was a couple of weeks ago. People have less fab available. Uh, and that's two less weeks of production, too. Um, 
I think he definitely goes triple digits, and I'd be surprised if he doesn't go for over 200 in at least a few leagues. Yep. Maybe not all of them uh, in the main event, but at least a few. Compare him versus other first basemen. Would you rather have, for the rest of the season, Pasquatino or Rowdy Telez, who's had hidden 248, 13 homers, 45 RBI, and 27 runs? Pasquatino. Okay, that's strong. Okay, let's go a little higher then in terms of it. Jared Walsh hitting 260 with 13 homers, 40 RBI, 38 runs, and uh, he actually has a stolen base too. 32 runs, excuse me. <laughs> Conflated it, two lines. The one stolen base puts it over the top for me. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll take Jared Walsh. There's more of a track record with Jared Walsh than there is with Telez, so I'll go with Jared Walsh. Yeah. Louis, according to our earned auction dollar t- uh, tool, Luis Arias is at that level. He's hitting 345. Uh, it's, you know, he's not going to be a counting stat guy, but 345. I mean, that's crazy. That's a huge impact on that batting average category. And that's with a lot of at bats now, too. Totally. And his BABIP's high. It's 364, but it's always high. His career BABIP's right. three. That's what he does. So, yeah, this is what he does. So, if he doesn't hit 345 the rest of the year, he'll probably hit 320. Or something mm-hmm. like that. He's just a totally different. Every the last guys you compared me to compared Pasquantino to, I feel like are comparable because they're like first baseman. I think Pasquantino can maybe do a little better batting average than those guys, especially Telez. Like I don't know. Like Arias is like his own entity. Like I've written about him a couple of times this year. Either you yeah. really need him, or he, or you really don't. Like either you really need that batting average on your team. Or you're doing well in batting average, in which case he's not really helping you much. But I would say overall, I think I'll, I think I'll take Arias. That's one for the, that's one definitely for the SGP mid in season spreadsheet. Like yeah. where you throw in Arias at like eight homers and four steals and eighty five runs and fifty five RBIs and put in the bat high batting average and compare it to, compare him to Jared Walsh at that point maybe with thirty home runs and but a low batting average and see which one comes out as more valuable. Cause they're, you're really in apples and oranges at that point. Yeah. It really kind of depends on how are you doing on power in your league? Yeah. Um, that, that, that's really where it goes yeah. from that. Um, so fun stuff there. Uh, I have Bryce Harper in two big leagues. I have him in the main event and I have him in the XFL. Uh, both leagues I was contending. Uh, I might, I'm, I still am, but you know, this is a devastating blow. We found out some news today that he could come back as early as six weeks. I know in the outline you said that he's a sure drop. Um, do you still feel that way? If I, if you had my main event team, are you dropping him? Yeah, probably. Um, the six weeks. So when I when I, I like when I wrote sure drop, I I thought we were looking at surgery and well, he is having surgery still, but yeah. I thought we were looking at more like early September for him to come back and. At that point, I said, like, in an NFBC-style format or a Yahoo format where all your IL spots are already jammed, unless you've been really, really lucky, I said, yeah, sure, drop. Six weeks, so we're talking, like, mid, we're talking mid-August on the early end. <sighs> I said Ozzy Albies was a drop. Bryce Harper's a little better than Ozzy Albies, but we are mm-hmm. looking at now about the same return time and that's the that's the most awesome awesome that's the most optimistic return time for harper correct i think so yeah um unless you've got I, the royals training staff then in which I'm case he's st- back tomorrow yeah but. yeah i'm gonna still say a mostly drop like i guess if my wave or if my bench didn't have many injuries if you have a bench with like one other injured guy then i maybe i try to hold them until unless the injuries 
start to mount. If you've got a bench with like three other injured guys already or four, which I do on most of my teams, mm-hmm. then I'd say I got, I probably just have to drop them. What do you think? So I have to make this decision. I have him in the main event. So far, we think he's a hold. Uh, you know, he's I've, really I've, good. <laughs> I'm not disputing that. A healthy yeah, Bryce Harper I, down the stretch would be really valuable. We've been holding Eloy this whole time too, though, and that's what makes okay. it really tough. Because okay. you know, it, I, if Eloy comes back next week, mm-hmm. then I think it, it gives us some cover. It gives buys us some time, maybe, uh, to hold on to, to hold on to Harper. But yep. if we yep. find out, oh. Or maybe we just cut Eloy. I mean, yes. I hate having to carry both though, like like that. Yeah, if for and if for sure, like I know this doesn't help everyone, but it, like it for sure depends on your standings. And if you're looking at your team and you're thinking like, oh, if we could have Harper and Eloy down the stretch, and like we could make a run here in RBIs and home runs and and runs scored. Although Eli's not a big run scored guy, but at least mm-hmm. home runs and RBIs, and maybe that's exactly what our team needs. So okay, let's try to just you know <laughs> tape and glue this thing together until we get Harper back. And then we'll try to make a run. And it definitely depends how many people you have already injured. Um, sure. I've never, it hasn't, hasn't left my mind. We talked about this around the beginning of July last year when Phil DeSalt um, dropped Jacob DeGrom, right? When he was hurt. Yep. And Phil was like the first person to just go ahead and drop him. And we, and now he ended up never coming back. So obviously Phil was right. There's no debate. But at the time, Phil didn't know that, and, you know, and his, I believe his reasoning was that like a month from DeGrom coming back from an injury, who knows how much length he'll have, whatever, that it just wasn't worth waiting for. He'd rather have the roster spot. So I've never forgotten that. Phil's obviously an amazing player. I've never forgotten that when trying to evaluate, you know, these injured superstars. And his, sure. that was a month. Maybe you get six weeks out of Harper. So maybe it's worth holding. Yeah, it's definitely an extending specific. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that's so a we're holding bummer. It. Like yeah. now he's so he's the first off the top of my head, right? He's the first of the 2022 first rounders to be depending on where Mookie went in your league. True. Yes, you're right. Yeah, him and Mookie, I guess, are the first, I guess, of the like top 20 picks to to miss so much time that they just. Well, Albies is right there, too. Yeah, he, he was a little later, I thought, than Mookie. Maybe he wasn't actually right. No, he wasn't. He was he was on my rankings. Albies was lower. I had him more as like a mid-second rounder. But you're right. He was getting pushed up a lot. Mm-hmm. I guess Harper's the earliest so far. I don't know before Harper in very many drafts. So Harper's yeah. the first of those. Like, like Bichette's been a little disappointing. Soto's definitely been disappointing. Vlad's been a little disappointing. But they're all healthy. They could all go on a tear right. at any time. Harper's the one where now you know like best case scenario from Harper or, or at least reasonable scenario is probably like if you get 20 homers from this year. Yeah. It's just with the injury, that's probably all you're going to get. If you get 21, something like that, but you're going to get way, way, way less than expectation. Yeah. And so luckily I, for us, we had drops, so we didn't need to drop them this week. And I still okay. have one more drop on that roster. I'm sure I'll have more by the, t- by the end of the yeah, week. That, but... that, those are all the nuances, right? Is, and that matters so much. And it doesn't matter <coughs> mm-hmm. what your pitching matchups look like. And do you have, like, are you comfortable with your staff next next week? And we do have the all-star break in there, right? If you can gut it out for a couple more weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like your pitching matchups next week and you're thinking, I don't need to pick up anyone. I'm good with these nine guys. I like their pitching. Mat- I like their like who they're facing. You know, my relievers are healthy. I don't need a lot of pitching on my bench. Maybe I can go thin on my bench through the all-star break and then see what's going on with Harper. So there, there, that's another way you could manage this is I'm going to try to hold Harper to the all-star break and then see if there's any reports on him and what the status of my team is. Yep. Yep. I think that works. 
I think yeah. that I think that's the way. He's all like if I have three drops, he's my third drop. I think sure. that's the way I look yeah. at it too. Yeah. Because uh, that, obviously that's the last guy I want to give up on. At least for me, might work differently for others, you know, and that, that's fine. Kelly Jansen went on the IL, and this is what we were kind of teasing at a little bit earlier. It's not just missing out on Vinny Pasquatino; it's missing out on Will Smith too. Yeah, at least in terms of the first come, first serve pickups. Had a, a regular heartbeat. There was a follow up saying he might not be out very long, so it might not be that hurtful, hurtful for you, Fred, that you did not get Will Smith, even if he is the guy for a week or two. Yeah, for sure. Um... Yeah, with the Jansen issue, like, I think this is one totally different than Harper where it's even harder to put a timeline on it. Like, maybe he just sits out the minimum or maybe he's out for a really long time. Like, I'm sure it'll just depend on follow-up and uh, and how he's doing. Um, I I picked the wrong time to go for a quick trip to Costco this morning. Yeah. When I got back from Costco, I saw the Jansen news. I For the one of the first times ever, I immediately thought of Yahoo Friends and Family. I went straight to the waiver wire and you beat me by 25 minutes to pick up Will Smith. I hate these rules where you can, where everyone's open all the time. I never get the guys. I never get anyone, but that's okay. These are the rules. They are default Yahoo rules. I got to learn to succeed with them. I haven't done a very good job of that. So I didn't get Will Smith, who is far from their best reliever this year, 14 walks in 29 innings. However, I just think he's been so successful as their closer or plenty successful. Like they just won the world series with him as their closer. Uh, I think he just closes for a couple of weeks. If Jansen's hurt, I know AJ Minter is better this year by a lot, mm-hmm. but he's a lefty. And the, I just think Will Smith is their closer. I don't think they're using Jesse Chavez as their closer, even though he's been great this year. Well, not great. He's been good enough this year, arguably better than Smith. Colin McHugh's arguably been better than Smith. They could use him, I guess. Um, I just feel like Smith gets the shot for a couple of weeks, don't you? Well, you do. That's why you picked him up. Yeah, I thought about him first. I'm wondering, mm-hmm. did anybody pick up Mint? No, I don't think anybody else picked up, unless Minter is already rostered, which might probably be the is. case. Probably is, yeah. This happens a lot, actually. You could make a good argument that Will Smith is their fifth best reliever or right now, um, but I don't think it matters. Like, like he's got the closer tag with the, with the Braves successfully, so why not if you need a short-term guy like why why try jesse chavez why try colin McHugh? although i know colin McHugh could close but why try him why not just use will smith who just did it for you yeah i i agree yeah um is the guy that scares me um right. that, that's the guy i'm worried about uh scott pianowski has mentor by the way already okay. uh so there you go um if you, in case you're wondering uh if you could go scramble to pick him up while we were talking you cannot uh, so there you go on that. Um, and th- that's the thing about this league is a pitcher like that is still rosterable, even if he isn't getting saved, uh, just with our innings cap and things of that nature. So I'll, I'll give you a scenario. So let's say Smith is the guy, like, let's say he gets a save or two for the Braves this week, but the, but the prognosis for Jansen isn't that he's going to be out for very long. How much is Will Smith worth on Sunday? I say not, not that much. I'd agree. Like and again, if saves, like if yeah, you have to need saves. He already missed a week of the IL stint. Right. Exactly. Um, so I would yeah. say if I had Jansen, I may want Smith in case this issue creeps up again. Yeah. Right. I, like I, that. I may want to. I'm not a big hand. I'm not a handcuff relievers guy, but just because that hard issue, it's hard to. It's going to be hard to predict. I may want Jansen or Will Smith by a Jansen. Yeah, Will Smith is available in the that league where. Uh, I I lost uh, Harper. I also need saves in that league. So right. Yep. He, he. 
I'm, I'm putting in a little placeholder bid right now as we speak, just, just to remember to bid on them until yeah. until uh, Minter gets the save chance tonight, and then we can all have a good laugh. But uh, right now, that's the way it's looking out there. So uh, yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, it, that's the thing is, Sn Snicker has a little bit of bandwidth too. I mean, he can do whatever yeah. he wants at this point in time. He's got super job security. He's got a lot of options. He can do. He can be. Little asymmetrical with this. He doesn't even have to declare a closer. He, no, he he doesn't. I I think not using Smith though <coughs> sends kind of a negative message to him that like he's definitely not your guy anymore. Like everything was cool. I think like he was their closer. They won the World Series. They had a chance to get Jansen. He was gracious. Yeah. He bumped down to a setup role so they could get Jansen. I think that's all good. If you don't even use him when Jansen's out, like let's say they went and used Colin McHugh as one career save but he's like a really good reliever. Let's say they used him instead. Um, I think that sends like a bit of a message to Smith that like, that we don't really trust you anymore. And I don't, I don't think the Braves really need to do that right now. Yeah. Unless they're just saying, Hey, we want you to pitch better. So yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. true. Hey, Hey, we've noticed that you haven't pitched as well as last year. Yeah. Hey, yeah. just, just having a chat. Let's have a chat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Could you pitch better? I don't know. We're just, we're spitballing ideas here. Could you pitch better than you've pitched so far? Yeah, he's he's definitely his FIPS five oh seven. Like he's definitely been worse. Although last year he wasn't amazing, but definitely we well, got thirty. But he got thirty seven saves. Like he did did what they needed him to do. His his FIP last year was four thirteen. Like he wasn't incredible, but he like I say he did what they needed him to do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, other injury notes coming up. Uh, but first, a quick note from our sponsors on the Blue Wire Network of podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
All right, Chaz Chisholm is back in the lineup for the Marlins today. Uh, if you had him, congratulations, he's coming back. And you know that's a that's a big ad for the Marlins just to get him back in that lineup. There, he's been he's been out with a back injury, but uh, he he's only missed a couple of games at least. I don't have any jazz in my life. I, I I'm I, I, no syncopation for me. No, same here, actually, and I'm obviously regretting that because it looks like he's going to be at least a 2020 player. Like, that's putting it very mildly. He could be a 3025 player or something if things went well for him down the stretch. That mm-hmm. I don't think he'll quite get to there, but he'll be in that ballpark. So, yeah, he, he was a tough call for people who did have him this week. Like, they've already played. Uh, so either for at least Monday to Thursday in the NFPC leagues, you either went with him or you didn't. So there'll be some people maybe who will be kicking themselves with him playing tonight and some people who will be patting themselves on the back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, news out of Minnesota. They they won the first game of the doubleheader against the uh, the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to get Jorge Polanco back from the IL. You know, it's a it's weird timing to do it in between games. Yeah. Like, but so be it. Makes um, some sense, though, that like because it, 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 I guess like it allows you some fl- if you're only if you're bringing him back. He had no rehab assignment. So if you're bringing him back, but you're totally not willing to have him play two games in one day on his first day back then you have them play the second one. Sure. That gives you a little more roster freedom for the first one. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Some, yeah, and someone else gets a day of service time because of that. So yep. that, that's the way I could look at it. Yep. But, uh, you know, I have them in AL Tout Wars. We do have a midweek activation op, uh, possibility, so I'll be using that. Yep. Yeah. You know, poor Charlie Culberson can go on his merry way. It won't hurt me to cut him. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, check your league rules to see what happens. Uh, at the NFBC, you have to wait till Friday, but, yeah, I put I, mean, him, I put him in some lineups actually. Um, did you? Yeah, even knowing that he wasn't activated for Monday, and he hasn't been as good this year as I'd hoped. But, um, but I knew he could still get three games in. Now, whether he will or not, we'll see. He had the potential to get in four if they let him play twice today. But, yeah. um, but he still just because their schedule is so heavy in the first half, like he could play today, tomorrow, and Thursday, and at least get three games, which is probably it was as good as anyone else that I was considering. And some of the guys I was considering only had yeah. two games from Monday to Thursday. So I just put him in and crossed my fingers that he wouldn't miss the whole time because they were yeah. saying he was coming back. Right. But you, you know how we've been duped by that before. Yes, we have. Yeah. Repeatedly. By the way, I think I misspoke. I think I said the twins won that game. They lost. Okay. Uh, Emilio Pagan blew the game in the eighth. Remember in labor, we were talking about how we couldn't believe Pagan was on waivers. Yep. And that like, Oh boy. Did I ever, that is not, I don't have him in my lineup this week. So I spent five of my hundred dollars on him. He was terrible for a week and then I benched him this week. So I didn't yeah. get the zero outs, two runs allowed um, in this game. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Pag- is looking more and more appealing as the closer. He has their most recent save and. And Pagan pitched been- the eighth today. He came Sorry. in start yeah. the eighth yeah. inning. Yeah. Uh, allowed Miles Straw to get on, walked Stephen Kwan through a wild pitch that was really actually a Gary Sanchez pass ball, but uh, and then gave up a two run single to Med Rosario with the the infield in, the infield's out. That's I mean the infield at normal depth, it's probably a ground out, uh, but still a run scores on that. So either way, he blows the lead, but instead he gives up two runs on that. Uh, ends up being three uh, two, and you know that that's probably not going to be available for the uh, nightcap now. I think we're getting close to Duran just being their closer. Maybe the twins won't just won't do that because yeah. they just don't want to go there philosophically. But uh, Pagan's really struggled lately. Duran just keeps doing his thing. He just recently got his fifth save of the season, forty-six to six strikeout to walk like that. He seems awfully closer like. 
Yeah. Yeah. Highest average fastball velocity in the majors this year. I happened to notice that while writing something today. That's good. Know. He seems awfully closer. Like stay healthy, please. That's all yeah. I ask. Yeah. 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 I'm not starts. sure how, how heavily I would invest in dynasty also gets a ton of ground balls. Actually sounds a little like Emmanuel class. shows who's, you know, who's against today throws yeah. hard, gets a lot of ground balls. Last night's performances. Do you want to talk about the good or the bad? Which would you rather start with? Um, let's start with the good. Let's be positive on a Tuesday. Let's start with the good. All right. Sonny Gray didn't get many strikeouts, but seven shutout innings, uh, pretty good outing for him. Uh, also Adam Wainwright, excellent outing against the Marlins, seven shutout innings, nine strikeouts from him. I actually had that pair going in a couple of different leagues. Okay. Uh, guys, I tend to, I guess I tended to get them at their price a lot. Wainwright always seems to be like always underpriced. Yeah, I, I I had Wainwright last year in some leagues. Um, this year, I don't. And uh, I just decided <laughs> I, I didn't want to be left holding the bag this year. If he finally hit the wall, mm-hmm. he has not hit the wall. He was someone who, for me, you know, was either like, like once he got past April, I was going to move him way up my rankings. If he got past April successfully, which he did, then I'd be like, okay, we're in. I'm in for another year of Adam Wainwright. Unfortunately, I just was worried when I drafted him that – you know, that he wouldn't be anything near what he was last year. And, and he's not totally what he was last year. His, his whip's about 20 points higher, but, but other than that, other than that, he's, his FIP's lower than last year. Like he's been, been really good. He throws a lot of innings. I, I regret not having him. I would ha- rather have him than Sonny Gray, I think for the rest of the year. That's a tough one because Gray should get more strikeouts, although he hasn't really lately, but, think I would rather have Wainwright. Like I said, I think I with Wainwright, I was either worried. I was worried he's going to hit the wall this year, maybe right from the get-go. But if he didn't hit the wall at the beginning of the year, then I, I was ready to buy right in. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd rather have Wainwright, um, even though it costs more to get Gray earlier. Gray just, it, it seems to me like a much bigger injury risk. Yes. And, you know, I think that, spe- and I think that spills over to his performance at times. Uh, whereas I think Wainwright's just like a machine. Now, <laughs> Anybody all, all, you know, there's no such thing as a safe pitcher, you know, right. at some point they all break again or they all, you know, and at some point, you know, Wainwright's going to show his age might not be this year though. We'll see. Plus I think he's on a better team with a better defense behind him. I think I, I yeah. trust the, although the twins, I mean, twins aren't bad defensively. Twins are, oh yeah. They're okay. Yeah. No, I mean, especially the left side of the infield, your shell of Correa is pretty darn good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm Buxton in the outfield. Like they for sure. When Buxton plays. Yeah. Buxton yeah. didn't start today's first game. So right. Yeah. Yep. Jury, jury's still out on Buxton. We'll be saying that in 2025. Jury's still out. We're not sure. He's showing some flashes. Yeah. Yep. Um with Gray, yeah. He's just he's been good in ways. Like his ERA is 217, his whip's 0.97. Those are yep. amazing. But <laughs> last last four starts. Four strikeouts, three strikeouts, four strikeouts, three strikeouts. Um, he's had some other starts earlier in the year where the strikeout rate wasn't great. Um, he's not walking many batters. And he's not giving up many home runs. So he's found a recipe for success. I- I'm pretty comfortable with Gray. I'm just, I just feel like with Wainwright, I just, I'm just in. Like I think this is just another good Wayne. We're just here for another good Wainwright season that I doubted and a lot of people doubted because of his age. But like here, I now here we go again. I don't see why he breaks down anytime soon. We're already at the end of June. Yep. Yeah. Another great uh, performance last night. The Dodgers decided to be kind to Chad Cool uh, and not score any runs against him. Uh, he, he's not someone I expect. You know, he, he's the least. Uh, yeah. No. 
Yeah, going on a limb, Jeff. I wasn't expecting that from Chad Cool. Okay, great. That's helpful. Uh, but Chad Cool, another ex-pirate doing better elsewhere. Is that possible? Yeah. At what level of desperation would you have had to be at to start Chad Cool this week for two home starts, one against the Dodgers, one against the Diamondbacks? Like, I'm sure a few people started him because they thought, I have nothing to lose. You know, yeah. my, my season's going south, whatever. This guy's been doing well this year, kind of. Why not? But like this, can't, I can't imagine this like continuing. He basically has twice as many strikeouts and walks as walks, which isn't very good. Right. And for someone who plays in a park that just generates so many base hits and you're walking guys and you're not getting strikeouts, I just don't see how this can continue. But right. Even I after that, him. yesterday's complete game shutout where he only allowed three hits and no walks, no walks is the big thing mm-hmm. for him. He's still got a 131 whip. Yeah. So you can tell he's been allowing copious base runners previously, but somehow those base runners haven't hurt. He was, his ERA was sitting at 395 going into the start. And that's only because he had a bad start against the Marlins last time out. So gets knocked around by the Marlins in Miami, gives up four runs in five innings, eight base runners. So of course, complete game shutout at cores against the uh, Dodgers because baseball. Yeah. So an interesting thing when you break cool down and like, obviously whenever you, whenever you break down a Colorado pitcher, it's by looking at his home road splits. Um, he's been way, way better at home two forty eight hmm. ERA, 439 on the road. Um, six starts at home, eight on the road. Uh, the difference is that he's the, the hit rate isn't too different home and road. Um, the difference is control has been way better at home. So which makes no sense. Six walks at home, 23 walks on the road. Yeah. So I don't really know why that is. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't make any sense. You'd think he'd be so scared of giving up base hits at Coors that he'd be nibbling and just trying not to, to let them put the ball in play. But anyways, that's the way it's been. So far, he's had great control at home, and that has led to uh, some home success. Now, none of that is enough to get me to pick up Chad Cool or use him in his next home start. What if I told you Tyler Wells now has six wins, a 323 ERA, and a 103 whip? I, I would not be surprised because I picked up Tyler Wells in a league a few weeks ago, streamed him, dropped him, and then have been kind of kicking myself ever since. Yeah. Now he only went five innings yesterday, and that's kind yeah. of his ish, his thing. I don't think he's gone more than six in any any given start all year. Yeah, mm-hmm. six six is the absolute max he's gone. Uh, but often he throws just five, including his last two starts. But he's won five out of his last six starts now. Uh, got he's on a roll. He, when he at one point he had a 4.41 ERA in the middle of May, it's now down to 3.23. Yeah, he could be. I know people bring up that how much wins are annoying and how much wins are a fickle stat. They usually bring that up when a great pitcher has very few wins. Sure, but we can also bring it up in the other way. Like this is a guy who, <coughs> he ha, he has been limiting runs, but this yeah. is a guy who pitches for the Orioles. Uh, you would think that wins would be a problem for him. And he's been winning games like crazy and is ahead of all kinds of big name pitchers now in wins. And in that stretch, he picked up a win over a hot Boston team. He picked up a win over Toronto. In um, Toronto. Yeah, yeah, in Toronto. Uh, you know, this one's on the road in Seattle, which isn't isn't the worst or anything. But still, it's like it's the opener of a series, you know, teams far away. And they jumped all over George Kirby. They hit four home runs off him yep. last night. So... Yeah, it just goes to show how fickle wins are. He's He's been pitching really well, but he's also, if you look at the runs scored in the games that he's won, I've got a 10, a 6, a 10, a 7, and a 9. Like He's been getting obscene run support from an Orioles offense that isn't typically that good. But he, he's yeah. been, Wells has been one of the more, he hasn't been great. His strikeout rate is so low. 
Like it's 5.6 per nine innings. Right. But, but he doesn't, he hasn't at least given up many runs. He's hasn't given up three, more than three in a start since his first start of the season. Well, I'll tell you yeah. the key for him is too, is like, just don't give up walks. Uh, yep. He did have a four, a four walk outing in the previous start, but it was against yep. the Nats. So he got away with it. He gets a lot of good outfield defense. Cedric Mullins can pick it. Austin Hayes is a good defender. Uh, they, they can cover a lot of ground out in that outfield. So that, that, that's a big part of that. Santander's are actually pretty decent defensively too. Not at, not on the same level as Hayes and Mullins, but still that that's a good outfield defense. Yeah, for sure. And, and he is someone who gives up not a, a huge amount of fly balls, but more than the average pitcher. So he's relying on that outfield defense. Obviously the home park probably helps him the changes they made a little bit. I don't have the overlays in front of me, but mm-hmm. probably has helped him a little bit. And, uh, and he's been amazing at home Two twenty eight, two sorry, two twenty. ERA at home, 395 on the road. So he's been useful on the road, but that 395 includes last night, but useful on the road, but 220 at home. So he's been great at home. I was trying to decide if he's moved past, I think he's moved past streamer in 15 team leagues in 12s. I think maybe in 12s, he's like a streamer, but you don't drop him. Like you can keep him on your bench. Mm-hmm. In 15s, you're probably unless your pitching staff's really great, you're probably mostly using him right now until he slows down. Yeah. I think you yeah. I think you are. Yeah. Even uh, if it's only three strikeouts per start on average, I think you're still using him. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. It's just, you can't afford too many guys like that. It's like when you have Kyle Hendricks, you're like, okay, I'm not going to get strikeouts from, or actually Adam Wainwright, you know, last night, yeah. not, notwithstanding, you're usually not getting too many strikeouts. You can't have a roster full of those guys, mm-hmm. but one or maybe even two can be allowed. Right. Um, it's just it's it just puts you way behind in strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, Lucas Giolito pitched well, six innings, two runs allowed, six Ks, one walk, no homers allowed. That's a, a pleasant change from his most recent outings, for sure. And I'm not there yet on uh, Lucas Giolito's fine now type bandwagon. No, um, I'm, I'm going to say if I had Giolito like in a daily league, that would be enough. Last night's enough to make me to get me to start him. Mm-hmm. in his next start if i had sat him if anyone sat him last night i still say like and i know you've talked to todd zola a few times about this like like you, what if you miss the the turnaround um mm-hmm. if the turnaround's for real i can have lots more starts from giolito like he had given up 15 runs in his previous two starts so if you sat him against la whatever not the end of the world you missed a decent a good but not amazing start he didn't get the win still give up two runs i'm not totally willing to say he's out of the woods but it, this is his best start in if you factor in everything, including base runners and everything, right. this is his best start in like over a month. <coughs> yeah. And you could go back further than that. Yeah. I, I don't like uh, the idea of benching him in a weekly leagues move, maybe for uh, daily moves when you can want to see something, but hard to bench your guys. Uh, the guy that you took is maybe your first pitcher when he's got a two step, when he's not hurt. Right. Um, I think I would have probably started him. I don't have, I don't have him because his price went up. Uh, it's just, he was crazy expensive by the time. Well, not crazy expensive. He was very close to last year's prices by the time yeah. main event season started. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I actually don't have any either. And there was just some other guys earlier in the round. It's also was draft position. I didn't have a, he was going a lot in the late third during most of draft season. I didn't have a lot of mm-hmm. late picks. And then later he started, he kind of jumped up and kind of joined like the Aaron Nola tier. And I liked Nola, for example, better. So I just, I right. don't have any Giolito. I wasn't, but I wasn't. This wasn't some great foresight on my part. I was interested. I just don't have any. Gotcha. How about George Kirby? Got any George Kirby? No. And I was kind of kicking myself at the beginning. And I don't know if I'm kicking myself now because 
don't know. I don't totally know where this is. <clears throat> excuse me. All going to go. Like he's getting, he's giving up way too many home runs. Yeah. 12 and 10 starts, but the strikeout to walk like 49 to seven. Yeah. I think it's still really plays. good. I mean, I think the Mariners have been such a disappointment. That's part of it. I also yeah. think that they kind of limit his workload, 53 innings and 10 starts. I mean, some of that is, you know, it's only 10 starts. It's not 12, not 13 because of that six man rotation. You're starting to see like the cumulative difference now kind of kick in a little bit. Yeah, that could be, that could be part of it too. I mean, going in last night was terrible. Going into last night, he had thrown six shutout in his previous start against the A's. He had given up two runs in six innings against the angels. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the Red Sox start before that wasn't very good. The ones before against Texas and Baltimore were. I think I'm willing to chalk up last night as just a, a rough outing for a rookie pitcher. He's someone who I would still be interested in, like a, in a trading league or something. Actually, that wouldn't be a. Ter- I don't think that'd be a terrible move in a trading league to maybe go and put out an offer for him today. See if his owner's frustrated because he gave up four home runs last night. Yeah. 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 And in these yeah. ERAs now over four, I, I'd be interested, especially if, if I needed strikeouts. Well, the strikeout rates can't be super high until he gets more innings, but uh, I'm still interested. Yeah. Pablo Lopez, not, not a good outing yesterday. Not a, after an amazing first month of the season, first like six weeks of the season, he's given us some of that back lately. Uh, I was lamenting not having any earlier on. So I can't, you know, the fact that I was lamenting shows that I'm not going to take a victory lap now that I don't have him uh, through these struggles. Because he's still, at, even with recent struggles, 298, 1084. So, I mean, 88 strikeouts too. See, notice the difference in strikeouts between he and Kirby. Uh, he's also had 15 starts. I was, you know, Kirby's had 10 starts. Lopez has had 15. I mean, that, just that, that you know, just that, that six-man rotation really kind of hurts the value of these starters a lot. Yeah, well, yeah. Kirby also didn't debut though. I think it was May eighth. So yeah, so that that's he, true. I'm, he what am I thinking? He got like, called up. That's yeah. Right. So he yeah, should yeah, probably yeah. be like at least three, maybe four other starts. But yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I, I, I was thinking there from the beginning. You're, you're, with, I was I was off on that. That's okay. With, with Lopez, um, I like I still think like if you look at his recent disappointing starts, the matchups they aren't really, really hard, but they haven't been great. Like and at St. Louis last night, like Cardinals hit pretty well. Um, he had a bad start a few weeks, couple or a little over a week ago against at the Mets. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a bad park to pitch in, but the Mets have been a good lineup this year. He had a not great, not terrible start at Houston. Houston's a pretty good team. He had an okay start. He threw seven innings, gave up four runs. That's not bad. It's six strikeouts against the Giants. I don't know. He's he, his matchups haven't been super easy lately. Sandwiched in all that is he has a seven shutout innings and a home start. Oh, sorry, seven with no earned runs and a home start against yeah. the Rockies. Yeah, I, I think I'm still into Lopez. And in fact, if the person who has Lopez is interested in selling and is a little panicked right now, I think I'm still in. I think he could have a run of maybe some better matchups than the Mets and the Cardinals and the Astros and could maybe turn this around. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes me want to think, okay, let's go see who has Lopez and friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing is, anybody who has them, you had to pay a pretty decent price. So I got to think that, you know, you're probably not willing to trade, you know, panic trade. Probably need another bad start before yeah. push that ERA into the threes because it was so low that even with these bad starts, that like, like he only allowed one run in his first four starts. So right. that gets you off to a pretty ERA off to a pretty good start this season. So yeah. I think, I think I need to see maybe probably one, at least one more bad start and let's push that ERA up into the threes. And then maybe you could take a run at them. Yeah. Yeah. 
By the way, I know what I did wrong on the, the Kirby conversation. I was conflating he and Logan Gilbert, who has uh-huh. 15 starts and also a very good pitcher. You know, I don't know why I, I just Logan got Gilbert. this is this goes back to last like last night. I'm watching the game. I, for some reason, I've got in my mind this is the guy that's established the guy called up last year. No, Kirby got called up this year. That now, sorry. Way my little mind works sometimes. You know, one really needs to know that, but uh, I thought I'd just sh- care enough to share. Uh, so that that was another one. I did a little bit of a whoops with Martin Perez because after two innings, he was getting knocked around, gave out four runs, one on a, a dropped, uh, a, a, a not a drop fly ball, but a missed fly ball that was ruled a double. I mean, that led to two, earn, two of those four earned runs. But he held on through six innings, got a W still. Still think the regression is going to kick in pretty hard on him. And I think I got lucky. Uh, and I have him in AL Towers. And that's the problem is the league where I have him, who am I going to, you know, it's hard to take him out. Is it's hard to find yep. starters oh, that you can just leave in. Yeah. I did. Yeah, I did finally take Yusei Kikuchi out of my rotation though. Yeah. That's fair. But if Perez just goes back to, which I don't know if he's going to, but if he just went back to being a pitcher with an ERA in the fours, <coughs> but someone who gobbles up like six innings a start. That's still uh, useful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, in an AL only league for sure. You're not, you're not taking him out. Yeah. I, Last night's a perfect example. Six innings and four runs. Not great, but yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, he, it, Perez is interesting. Like he, he's still not getting a ton of strikeouts, but um, he's getting way more ground balls, like way more ground balls. And I think his ground ball rates up about ten percent year over year. Mm-hmm. That's really helped him. His walk rate's really good this year. That being said, he's given up a lot more walks lately. So his last five starts go two, two, zero, three, two. So that that's something that if he could try to get that back down to more like one walk a start. I think that would make a big deal. He's only given up two homers all season. That's obviously quite lucky, but he's giving up a lot of ground balls. Ground balls are highly unlikely to turn into home runs. So that's uh, so that he's helping himself in some ways. I think I kind of, I thought Martin Prez was going to like fully turn into a pumpkin at some point at midnight, yeah. but now I think it could just, maybe I'll be wrong, but I think it could just be like a slow decline where he just, his ERA is 222 right now. And it just maybe is four, the rest of the way and just slowly declines, but doesn't, uh, but he doesn't, the regression monster doesn't come for you all in one week. Yeah. That can make sense. Yeah. Rest of the season, Martin Perez or Tyler Anderson. I'll go. Oh, that's a tough one. Tyler yeah. Anderson, because he pitches for the Dodgers. Okay. If you switch their teams, I go Martin Perez. So I worry about Tyler Anderson. I'm, I'm more worried. This is going to sound weird since I just picked Tyler Anderson. I'm more worried about Anderson, I think, than I am about Perez. Anderson's strikeout rate's been dropping off. Uh, but I just have way more faith in the Dodgers to kind of massage him through this and help him to figure yeah. out what he needs to do to at least at least be useful the rest of the way and not have him bottom out. And then I just think the win potential is higher. Although Perez, I think, will be on a different. The other thing with Perez I thought about quickly is he'll probably be on a different team in about six weeks, uh, or sorry, four weeks. That could be good or bad. Yeah. Could be good or bad. I, it'll be good in the sense of run support. Like the team he gets will probably be a lot better than the one he's leaving. At the same time, I just generally have a theory that I've said on here before, where if a guy's really excelling, playing over his head with a team, I usually just prefer to him to just stay there. Yeah. That's that's new team, new catcher, new pitching coach, new like defense. Just, yeah, yes. All that. And new ballpark. Whatever's happening right now in Texas is mostly working for him. So I would rather 
just keep it there. Um, by the way, on Tyler Anderson, I have so many shares of him. I benched them all last Did night. Did you? It, it I was going to ask you that. It wasn't a horrible start, like, but it was pretty bad. We'll see how 10 hits and a walk and four runs over six innings. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it wasn't so bad in the sense of if his second start this week is like six innings, one run and a win, then I'll wish Mm -hmm. I had started him because this, this game isn't like a total killer, but I did bench him. I think I benched him everywhere. I know I benched him everywhere I could. Um, I think that, I think that ended up being everywhere, but I have him on, I don't even know, six or seven teams and, I just couldn't noticing that he had been trending in the wrong direction a bit. That was it. Combine that with Coors and that was enough for me. Yeah. Here's yeah. another question. Another shake, uh, potentially shaky two start starter this week, Ross Stripling tonight. It's 10 man head to head points league. Stripling's been pitching well, sometimes against good competition. Mm-hmm. I left him active in one of my leagues and I- I'm very uncomfortable with it. Um, I left him active wherever I have him. Uh, those were all, I think maybe one was a 12. They're mostly 15 team leagues. Like the question that we've got is 10 man points had to have points uh, because it's had to have points without knowing like if there's an innings limit or a starts limit in that league, right. I would be inclined to just use them because it's points. I think he'll yeah. probably get you positive points. If you're just looking to max out your points this week. Um, I did leave him active in some roto leagues. Obviously tonight's start is scary. Uh, he's handled. Like he handled the Yankees. Oh, actually he didn't handle the Yankees. We debated that one. He didn't do great against the Yankees. He did well against the White Sox. He did well against the Tigers. He did well against the Royals. None of those lineups and offenses so far this <laughs> yeah. year resemble the Red Sox. So we'll see tonight. He didn't get killed against the Yankees. He just was short in that game. He was. He, did, he gave up seven base runners and three and two thirds. And that got him out of there early. But he only gave yeah. up two runs. So it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, he didn't kill you. Yeah. I, I left him active. All three are in 15 team leagues, both main events and in, in yogurt. Okay. So uh, going to be uh, a little scary uh, tonight yeah. on that one there, because mm-hmm. it could be a disaster. And he gets a home start against the Rays, which theoretically will be better. Um, you know, yeah. In, in this particular question, you're limited to 12 starts a week. So that makes it a little tougher of a decision. All you think about it, 12 starts a week in a nine man, nine man staff, unless you're going like eight, one, you're never going to really going to run into that max too often. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, it's 12 starts a week. If it's daily lineups and you can stream them daily, then stream pitchers daily, you might be able to get your 12 starts easier. Um, but it might not. I, it's getting harder to find I starts. know, I know. Because you might be streaming, you might be shying away from stripling to stream someone else who's really no better of an option than stripling. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I think I would probably go for it. <laughs> But you can tell by the tone of both of our voices that we're a little nervous. Yeah, we're definitely a yeah. little bit nervous there. Rookies, let's talk uh, rest of the season. Bobby Witt Jr. or Julio Rodriguez? I knew you were going to ask me this question. I wanted to ask you this question. I know. Uh, that's why I had to get ahead uh, of it. There. Yeah, get ahead of it on me. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr. has been playing a lot better lately. Um, I'm and is kind of was kind of considered. I, I felt like, well, he was drafted much earlier. I guess power maybe more legit um i'm gonna go with bobby witt jr okay i'm gonna go julio oh that's close that is as i said it i was like oh you're giving up those steals fred don't do it you're giving up well they're both in bad ballparks to hit yeah both in bad lineups um i think seattle has the potential to be slightly better um now that they have carlos santana they're gonna be huge uh no just kidding uh 
Bobby Witt Jr. hit no home runs in April. So when you see his 11 homer total, it's yeah. actually six in May, five in June. Like if oh, he trust me, be, I know. I've got him. Right. And his steals per month have gone four, three, five. Like if he could be a five or six homer guy and a, like a four steal guy the rest of the way, that profiles as like a 30-something homer, 20, 25, 20 to 25 steal guy. The rest, mm-hmm. like that's like – so I think there's a scenario if those two guys finish the season strong, I don't know if they're first rounders next year, but they're second rounders. That's where I was just going to go. Uh, uh, yeah. Are they first? Yeah. Where do they go next year? And who, who goes first next year? I say, I two. think that unless, unless Rodriguez just blows everyone away in steals, I'll say that wit goes first next year. Um, I position think, helps. Yep. And I do think that, there will be the odd person out there who maybe does jump one of them into the first round, just people getting aggressive in big contests and things like that. I don't think that would be really smart because usually the guys who do it year over year, like I just don't see me draft. For example, I just don't see me drafting one of those guys ahead of like Kyle Tucker next year. Who's just this, like assuming he just keeps doing what he's doing so far this year. He just is showing us he's a, like a great power speed threat. He's done it now for multiple years. I just yeah. don't see see me after one good year jumping one of those guys ahead of him. So I feel like these guys are second rounders next year. But I think some people will people always get more aggressive on these guys that happened with Wander Franco this year than than I expect. So I bet yeah, I bet they I could see them if they finish strong going <laughs> through. Um, yeah, but I mean, Witt's got all the you know they both have the fantasy stats, not just like the good ball player stats. Yep. Oh, oh, absolutely. That's the thing is they're both perfectly suited for fantasy. They're perfect like power speed mix guys. So it's just that when I compare them to someone like Kyle Tucker, who's probably going to finish this year with 30 homers and 20 something steals. And we'll have like, like a career OPS, like over 850. I don't know. I just, there's just a lot more safety there than one of those. than Rodriguez or witness sophomore season on a team without, we'll see, but maybe without, you're not going to get them then. I don't think I know. I feel, do you think they're going to go in the first round next year? Yeah, I do. Julio wow. Rodriguez is already worth like and using our right. option value tool. It's because of the stolen bases, obviously, yep. but uh, he's, he's already worth 30 and Tucker's worth 29. Yeah. Uh, according to the settings I've put in. So that might have something to do with it. Wits worth 24. So um, maybe, but I, you know, I, I think Wits going to get there though. I, I think he's going to get in the same range. So, so and you get short and third base eligibility next year. Yep. Yeah, but in the first round, though, I'm more thinking about just the player I want to anchor my team, maybe more than the eligibility. Mm-hmm. Um, the question with – okay, let's say that at the end of the year, Rodriguez, Witt, and Kyle Tucker all have the same earned auction value on your calculator. Mm-hmm. So you take Tucker next year because he's the guy who's done it for multiple years and is like right in the prime of his career and is more probably more bankable, higher floor, yeah. you, right? Like he'll be – 26 next year like right in the prime or do you take rodriguez or wit on the premise that they're like in their early 20s and could go up like another level next year they might even let tucker hit ahead of brantley next year who knows yeah maybe. brantley just went on the il by the way i i keep thinking at one point kyle tucker just becomes like the astros like number two or three or something hitter forever yeah. but never happens it might happen now it i mean might. this might be the impetus yeah it might i don't know dusty's pretty old school we'll see yeah. yeah. Ellie Rushman the... heating up, by the way. How yeah. how quickly yes. does how much how much does he rise? How how early are you taking him next year? 
Um, I'm still, so with Rutschman, I'm next, next year was when I said you want to get them. I was like, yeah. just leave them this year. Let other people deal with these ups and downs this year. I'd say for the rest of this year, I'm still not super excited about them. Like mm-hmm. I mentioned Alejandro Kirk in, in the, in our preview, in our uh, write up. I think I'd still much rather have Kirk, even though, you know, before Boy, he the year. The crap out of the ball, doesn't he? Oh. He does. Yeah. Um, before the year, people would, people were taking Rutschman earlier. Sure. Um, and now Rutschman's starting to heat up, but I'm out. I would, for example, just if we're comparing, for example, young catchers, how about Rutschman or MJ Melendez for the rest of the year? Rutschman. 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 Even I, though Melendez now is, well, I guess actually it doesn't really, the playing time doesn't really matter. They both have lots of playing time. Melendez, yeah, yeah hasn't been better. Uh, Melendez has been, Melendez walks a lot, which is nice. Um, yeah. uh, I'm not ball. as. Yeah, I'm not as like quick to say Rutschman as you are. He has hit some home runs recently, and that's great. Um, I just think I, he's. I think you got you factor in pedigree. He's yeah had the same slow start as Witt and Julio. Yeah, but he doesn't run. That's the one thing that holds him back. But it's not like you're comparing him versus other catchers. So uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty confident Rutschman's going to get there. And you know, uh, he's not going to show up well in any earned do- dollar value tool because he missed. You know, he started so much later than everybody else, so he yep. can't compete in counting stats. But he he's gonna he's gonna eclipse the, all these guys. He's gonna be. I, I think he's gonna be the third catcher taken in drafts behind Smith and Rio Muto next year. Maybe. Wow. Kirk, I think. I th- actually no. I think Kirk might be higher too. Who knows? Uh, but he's gonna Sal be Perez? in that clash. Sal Perez. Dude, I don't. Well, we'll see what we'll when see. he comes back from the the thumb injury. But th- this can happen. Often have a long, long lasting effect. And that's yep. the thing that worries me. Yeah. No, it definitely could. Yeah. Oh, uh, Dalton Varsho. There's yeah. Another one. Like he, just that power speed mix with him. Well, and Contreras is actually out earned all of them. So. Okay. Um, so actually, we probably got to knock him out a few spots. Just Dalton Varsho will probably finish the season with nine st- eight to ten steals yeah. that's worth <laughs> if he finishes the season with 20 homers and eight to ten steals uh those yeah. extra eight to ten steals are worth a lot yeah for sure yeah all right uh good enough we can dive into more catchers later but i <laughs> think we covered enough here uh anything else you want to talk about before we sign off um let me take a quick look here uh paul goldschmidt keeps rolling uh yep Nothing. He's up to number two. This I don't know what he is on your earned auction. Two. Calculator, yep. okay. Just barely behind Judge. Yeah, he's not incredible. Age 34. Yep. And um, and he's up to two. Um, yeah, that one. Yeah, I am just re- really impressed with. Uh, I have no shares and disappointed in that. A um, couple quick notes. Uh, Harrison Bader's on the, went on the IL. I would yeah. keep him. Jack Flaherty is on the IL. I'm willing to drop him in some leagues agreed yeah agreed yeah that's a relapse of a shoulder yeah Can't be good um our Aldis chapman's coming back he's pitching tonight so probably coming back thursday Take and we time. will finally start to get our answer of who the yankees closer is going to be i don't think we'll get it this week because if clay holmes yeah. gets the first save then i'm still not saying that clay holmes is the closer if chapman got the first save i'd be i'd say i'm i'm still of the mindset that chapman's going to get save chances and if he converts them he's going to get a lot of them I still think that that's their optimal bullpen is getting him right and having him close and using Clay Holmes all over the place. Begrudgingly agree, but I want Holmes to get the job. Yeah, yeah. I know. We're both we're both siding with our fantasy interests right now. <coughs> yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. And to show that everyone is tradable, someone traded for Carlos Santana. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> pay attention to what Santana's been doing. He's been better. 
Yeah, he's been better. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Brad Johnson asks, uh, what do the Jays do when Danny Jansen's returned? Um, trade him. Yeah, but yeah, but you have to play him so you can trade him. That's the problem. Um, yeah, they could play him for like a week or two. Like Danny Jansen's been hitting, hit really well in the second half. He hit really well mm-hmm. in really small samples. Um, Kirk already DHs season. a lot anyhow. So they could easily just keep all three. The Jays don't have a real DH. They yep. could easily keep all three and just one of them DHs and one of them catches on any given day and one and one's on the bench. That would be yeah. not a problem at all. But I think if Moreno's still holding it, if Moreno's not hitting well, if Moreno goes down and it just doesn't come back until September next year mm-hmm. and it's just Jansen and Kirk. But um, I think Moreno's going to hit well enough. I think the Jays need pitching and they need trade chips. Maybe Jansen could be that trade chip. Not for like yeah. an amazing pitcher, but I think he could be a trade chip for them. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I, I see. There's teams I think that Danny Jansen could really help. There might even be. I haven't really scoured them. them all, but someone mentioned Seattle. Oh, it was um, Rob Silver on Twitter mentioned Seattle as a team that's like makes a lot of trades and is kind of trying to compete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, maybe I can see it. Yeah, I can see it. Okay, I think that's going to wrap up today's pod. Uh, coming up tomorrow, we've got the uh, prospect podcast with James Anderson. Thursday, I've got Tristan Cockroft from ESPN joining me. Uh, so excited about that one. Uh, as always, we're happy to do, happy uh, that you guys came along for the ride. Thanks for joining us at our uh, new time for at least this week and maybe next week. Uh, but we'll, we're going to keep it, uh, keep you guessing, keep you on your toes a little bit there. Thanks everyone for listening. Have a great day. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.